Donald Trump's legal team is set to argue before Washington appeals court that the gag order in his election interference case violates his right to free speech. Now, this, of course, comes amid his frequent attacks on the special counsel. Deranged Jack Smith. Have you ever heard of him? He's a lovely, he's a lovely man. The Trump-hating prosecutor in the case, he's, uh, his wife and family despise me much more than he does, and he decides, I think he's about a 10. They're about a 15 on a scale of 10. This, of course, marks Trump's second appeal of a gag order in the past week. On Thursday, a New York appeals court temporarily lifted the gag order in his civil fraud trial. CNN's Zach Cohen is following this for us. So, Zach, um, how likely is it the Washington appeals court will lift that gag order? Yeah, Erica, Trump is definitely testing the limits of his free speech here. And this hearing today is a continuation of what we've seen from him in the courtroom, not just in this election subversion case, but also across multiple criminal cases that he's involved in. Now, today's hearing is really going to focus on Trump's argument that, you know, he his ability to speak freely, to attack prosecutors in this case, to attack potential witnesses in this case is necessary because he needs to be able to defend himself outside the courtroom. Legal experts that we've spoken to say that Trump faces an uphill battle here, that his status as a criminal defendant really does outweigh his status as a uh, presidential candidate. But, you know, it remains to be seen, as always with Trump, this is sort of uncharted territory here, having a criminal defendant who's also running for president. Um, it, you need to note that the panel of judges in this appeals process are three, two that were um, appointed by former President Barack Obama and another that was appointed by President Joe Biden. So on paper, that does seem to stack up against Trump, but those that panel has already temporarily frozen the gag order as they give Trump more time or give themselves more time to consider Trump's request to undo this gag order. Um, look, Trump has spoken out freely about attacking uh, Jack Smith, attacking witnesses like former chief of staff Mark Meadows. And prosecutors say that could endanger people really close to this case. So we're going to have to see how this panel weighs what uh, Trump's lawyers say. But it does appear to be an uphill battle for him. All right, Zach Cohen, appreciate it. Thank you. Happening in just a few minutes. The legal fight over what Donald Trump can and can't say about the cases against him kind of kicks up to a whole new level today. This is about the gag order put in place against former President Trump in the federal election subversion case. Trump's team, Trump's team says it violates, that gag order violates his First Amendment rights and hurts his ability to campaign for, re for election for president. The judge overseeing his case, though, however, has argued that Trump does not have the right to say anything he wants, especially when it comes to publicly targeting court staff, witnesses, and special counsel Jack Smith. Now it's up to an appeals court to decide. So obviously a lot to talk about here, and that's why uh, I got uh, Jeremy Saland, a uh, former Manhattan prosecutor. It's great to see you. All right, so obviously we've been following so many developments on this case. Bottom line with this one in the SCAG order, do you think it's being upheld? Why or why not? I think there's a good chance it could be upheld, but there are some real issues, and I think one of those biggest issues is what does it mean to target someone? Who is being targeted? How is that defined? So how does Donald Trump say what he wants to say, and he has that right to say what he wants to say, and we know he does, but what does it mean in the realm of that definition, target? Is it too vague? And I, I think on that point, um, you know, while, while these are two different jurisdictions, you know, as we keep track of all of the, uh, yes. the Trump cases here, uh, on the state civil side, the judge previously barred Trump and his lawyers uh, in, a, in a similar type of gag order, but then an appeals court temporarily lifted that gag order, citing constitutional rights at issue. And again, federal, criminal versus state, civil, very different. But, but could that in any way inform uh, or give an indication of what could happen here? How do you see them as different? 
Well, the, the, you know, I'll say the same but different, which yeah. is a hard thing to say <laughs> in, in the term of the law, but law often finds itself going down that road. I think what we're going to look at here really is, is what type of restraints can we put on the former president? Should he be looked at as you or I should be if we're charged with a crime and our right to speak our mind and share our truths, whatever that may be? And even if we don't like what he has to say, he has a right to say them. Now, how does that coincide with a campaign? How does that coincide with him being the former president? So it's, it's a really interesting issue. Civilly in New York, he's dealing with two separate you know, a distinct issue about whether or not his businesses are operating legally and lawfully. But at its heart, that First Amendment right doesn't change whether in New York, Alabama, Florida, or in federal court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, obviously, we've, we've got a lot of perspective to hit here. Um, as I understand, we have, we have Evan Perry. Yeah, so now. let's go, let's yeah. go, Jeremy, stand by to stand yeah. by. Yeah. Hold on, hold let's on. Go, let's go right <laughs> to, let's go outside court right now. Evan Perez is standing by. Evan, what is going to happen today? Well, Kate, what we expect is that the, uh, the this appeals court uh, panel is going to hear from the former president's legal team who are arguing that his First Amendment rights and his status, really, his status as a leading uh, presidential candidate means that this gag order is unconstitutional. Uh, what I expect you're going to hear a lot from from the, the this three-judge panel, uh, two of them uh, appointed by former, by former President Obama, one of them appointed by President Biden, is whether the fact that Trump is a candidate for presidency, whether that means he needs to be treated differently from pretty much any other uh, defendant in this federal court. Look, I mean, uh, ju judges put restrictions on what defendants can say all the time. They restrict uh, comments on, on certain on the case in, in part to to protect the the, uh, the jury pool, for instance, right? To make sure the jury pool can be uh, seen as fair, and so. The, the question is whether Donald Trump, the fact that he is running for president, means that he is free to criticize everybody. Right now, uh, Judge Shutkin says, look, you can't criticize uh, the, uh, the, the, the court personnel. You can't criticize the, the special counsel and his family, certainly. Um, and the, the, the question is whether that restriction infringes on Donald Trump's uh, freedom, his First Amendment rights, uh, and whether the fact that he's a pre the presidential candidate means anything at all to this court. Guys? Yeah. And, and Evan, you know, Jeremy, Evan brings up a, a good point, because obviously one of the questions here is, is would Trump be treated as any other defendant might? Obviously, he is running for president. And when you just look at the calendar of his case hearings or hearings in various cases versus different election days and primaries that were, hap were that are happening, they're almost happening back to back in some cases. So you can't separate the two. Does the fact that he's running for president make him different than any other defendant? If you ask Jack Smith, the answer is unequivocally absolutely no. He is no different, as again, as I said before, as you or me, if we were before a judge in the same situation. But to Donald Trump's point, he does have these rights. He does have the ability to run. He has that First Amendment right. But that First Amendment right is not absolute. And there is a rule in that district court, it's Rule 57-7, which in, in criminal proceedings, a judge can say that your right to say certain things are limited. She has that right. So there's a balance here. And there's many different cases up in the Supreme Court that predate, obviously, what we're hearing today, that rule, well, what is that test? How do we make that determination? Is it immediately inciting unlawfulness? Is there an alternative to restrict that type of uh, speech that doesn't require a gag order? So there's a lot of competing views and competing voices to make this decision. Well, uh, look, we will see what happens. And then the, the bigger question is going to be, how do you actually enforce uh, some of these gag orders if they go into effect? But we will see. Jeremy? We will. Good to see you in person. We will hear too. Yeah, <laughs> true.